then we saw this uh, 40000 grew to 60000 wow okay so 60000 was a big big party yeah 40 to 60 is almost like the same ratio as uh, boys to girls in your <laughs> college like <laughs> a radio broadcast advises safety at all times discourages underage riding but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling and how to the 63rd episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast. It's a motorcycling podcast celebrating India's heroic riders, legendary mechanics and iconic builders through stories told by members of the community, one legend at a time. I am Shandy and I am delighted to present to you someone who has a very special place in our hearts. Our guest today is a man who gave us the first opportunity to present our idea to the motorcycling community in person. Even before Biker Radio Broadcast was a podcast and while it was still just an idea, this man gave us the stage, the visibility and above all, recognition. for the work we were setting out to do we will always respect that and we owe our destiny to this man even before i start let me tell you this is a long story all right it's a story about a small town boy threading his way through the wafts and weaves of this country's fabric spinning a yarn starting with fashion technology to motorcycling and now dabbling in a bit of farming in the backdrop of a farmer's agitation on agricultural policies i met up with our own farmer hoping to listen to his transition from panniers to panier well he's a son a father a husband a friend a founder a designer a dada a leader an entrepreneur a dreamer a passionate rehabilitator a dog lover and now a farmer Please welcome to the 63rd episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast, the gatekeeper who ushered us into a world of motorcycling, Biswaroop Banerjee. Biswaroop Banerjee, BB, yeah. welcome to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Welcome to the long way home. Thank you. And uh, thanks for, you know, uh, taking this, you know, so much of pain and coming all the way from oh, Delhi. Come on. Oh, come on. It's been three years I've been waiting to, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been running away from Biker Radio Broadcast. Yeah. yeah, because I am, you know, the setup scares me. Yes. Uh, can I stay away from this? Can mm. this be a smaller microphone? Yeah, yeah. Things like that. You know, it's on your face, and I love this light pad. Uh, it's a. Uh, well, it's a basically a mixer. It's a mixer. Okay. But you can run a talk radio station 
from anywhere you want to awesome yeah and okay. and we actually did it we yeah. went for the royal enfield uh, rider mania mm-hmm. in 2019 mm-hmm. and uh, we set up the first right. event live radio station ever in our country so that's one of its kind first time first in time. india wow and a global audience mm-hmm. so rider mania was being broadcast out of vagator lovely you know um this motorcycle industry is full of gatekeepers right i've seen it personally yes. ask yeah? me i ask you mm-hmm. what did you see in biker radio broadcast because you're the first guy to say are you kidding me get in here quickly okay so let me get back to that day that was a fantastic day you know yes. when we met you uh i was i think rusty you know, pistons yeah i was uh, setting up the store or doing something that morning uh, our uh, whole audio system was getting uh, installed oh <laughs> and we were listening to radio okay because that was only music that we could play because uh, still that um, what do you call this you know this uh, whole mixer mixer hmm. mixer was not in place hmm. so radio was on and uh, sound testing was going on hmm. you walked in and um, i think we just walked in with some friends hmm. yeah and uh, somebody introduced um, you mm. and me yeah and then you said that you know your system is up there and mm. i want to uh, make you listen to this music mm. i said oh, come on who's this guy with mm. some music and full of attitude i mean you were you were full of attitude <laughs> you know till i knew you <laughs> so i said okay fine you know plug it in what is you know new about it mm. and then this i hear this you know voice mm. it was gripping mm. uh i don't know if the voice was great or the sound system was great <laughs> <laughs> no i think uh, it was the anthem yeah it, it started with either. that barking of dogs yes. and you know that sound i think was i had goosebumps i told you that you know mm. this sound is amazing i mean what are you into mm. i i never knew you know anything about podcast mm. i think somewhere i could relate to myself as well because right uh that's the kind of sound i am used to hearing uh on every morning right because i right. wake up early for that ride right uh every time we would go for a ride it's 4 in the morning or 5 in the morning and right. dogs barking right i think we just connected i thought you know i mean i have never heard of this thing and it's new the sound is quality is amazing i mean can this be a differentiator can this Uh, move away take things away from those you know stupid videos that we get to see on about motorcycle reviews and uh, this is something new right we were new right. motozil was new for me biker radio broadcast was new absolutely podcast. new we hadn't hatched then we discussed about it right what yeah. you are doing yes what you wanted to do and we were new you were new mm. so i think that connected that was awesome man thank you yeah. so much i really want to thank you for making biker radio broadcast happen you're the guy oh come on because it is you who gave us the opportunity to showcase our idea in public for the first time yeah i mean okay let me take that you know as a compliment but i think also it mattered to us because we were new in the business yes uh this is something that was very new to me hmm. I knew a lot of uh, I still knew know a lot of you know biking communities and I thought you know this can grow exponentially mm-hmm. if it can be spread out You you very no, sweet I I think um, definitely very sweet I am generally a very sweet guy you know I always want to help <laughs> <laughs>
ਸਤਿ ਸ਼੍ਰੀ ਅਕਾਲ ਜੀ ਮੇਰਾ ਨਾਮ ਹੈ ਮਲਕੀਤ ਸਿੰਘ ਹੁੰਜਨ ਹੁੰਜਨ ਅਸੀਂ ਹੈਗੇ ਹਾਂ ਲੈਜੈਂਡਰੀ ਸਿੱਖ ਰਾਈਡਰਸ ਆਫ ਕੈਨੇਡਾ ਕੈਨੇਡਾ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਟੂਨਨ ਹੋਏ ਹੋ ਬਾਈਕਰ ਰੇਡੀਓ ਬ੍ਰਾਡਕਾਸਟ ਨਾਲ ਹਾਈ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਬੀਬੀ ਐਂਡ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਦ ਲੌਂਗ ਵੇ ਹੋਮ ਉਸ ਬੀਬੀ ਹਮ ਸੋ ਬੀਬੀ ਵਾਸ ਬੋਰਨ ਇਨ ਬੰਗਲੌਰ ਐਕਚੁਅਲੀ ਰੀਅਲੀ ਸੋ ਆਈ ਵਾਸ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਬਿਸ਼ਫਰੂਪ ਬੈਨਰਜੀ ਹਮ ਐਂਡ ਆਈ ਰੀਅਲੀ ਥੌਟ ਦੈਟ ਆਈ ਹੈਡ ਅ ਵੈਰੀ ਬੈਡ ਨੇਮ ਹਾਂ ਯਾ ਯਾ ਵੀ ਆਲ ਗੋ ਥਰੂ ਥੈਟ ਸ਼ਿਸ਼ਿੰਦੂ ਬੈਨਰਜੀ ਯਾ ਆਈ ਡੋ ਮਾਈ ਫਰੈਂਡਸ ਇਨ ਬੰਗਲੌਰ ਵੇਰ ਵੀ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਦ ਰੀਅਲ ਮੋਟਰਸਾਈਕਲ ਜਰਨੀ ਹਮ ਦੇ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਕਾਲਿੰਗ ਮੀ ਬੀਬੀ ਰਾਈਟ ਐਂਡ ਦੈਟਸ ਹਾਊ ਬੀਬੀ ਕੇਮ ਇਨਟੂ ਪਲੇਸ ਰੀਅਲੀ okay yeah and uh, where were you born in i was born in uh, durgapur in durgapur durgapur yeah. okay so dad so, was with the steel plant or something no dad was with hindustan fertilizers okay so small town yes small town uh, town guy then i uh, went to calcutta in 95 uh, for a very stupid thing because when I, were you born uh, i was born in 1975 75 yeah 95 so 20 year in. old living in yeah. durgapur 20 awesome. year old uh, small town guy yeah yeah um mm, lot of inhibitions about right. you know going to a city right. a city right. durgapur was uh, a town yeah do they have uh, a public bus service in durgapur till today it is there it is it is is it better than kolkata's <laughs> no i have never been on a bus in kolkata no you no, haven't no. then what <laughs> i haven't been on a bus in kolkata kolkata was uh, more of uh, you know so for me kolkata was nift Achha, the place Kolkata. where we uh-huh. used to study the yeah. national institute of fashion technology right that was kolkata for me because sure. everything starting sure. from the day to okay. the night yeah. i was around that place and around that you know um, people in so fashion so you decided that you'd get into fashion is it uh, okay i didn't want to study <laughs> right that, <laughs> i was very that's... bad with my you know uh, general studies yeah that... uh, dad was pushing for you know getting into bcom and stuff right and uh, my sister my mom me uh, by default we have been very creative people okay uh, sister was a very good artist okay my mom was into uh, vocals you know okay. singing oh uh, dad is a music lover okay so probably it was running in the blood right. uh, a little bit of creativity i never knew what creativity really means exactly yeah, yeah. now this fashion thing happened uh, when i saw an ad in a newspaper about nift delhi opening its new center in calcutta for the first time uh-huh so i just appeared for the entrance right and uh, there were only 30 seats uh-huh. uh, first batch so i got through wow where i got through was there was a question where they wanted to uh, take an inspiration from an animal mm. and design a dress mm the only good thing uh, of an animal that i could think of was right. an insect called ladybird okay so that okay. beautiful red and the dots yes um, i did something you know i All don't right. remember now All right. that took me uh, into those you know 30 uh, oh. seats okay so anyway fashion happened um, i was whiling away time with fashion you know mm. doing a lot of interesting things out there in the college but the thing is you know you were first batch i would be yeah first batch right? first batch of so that can be scary also because you <laughs> there is no 
precedence yes absolutely right? absolutely we yeah. were uh, i mean i would say all 30 of us were in the darkness right. complete darkness that okay so we landed up in a building called manjusha mm-hmm. okay that was a one room building it had mm-hmm. one computer mm-hmm. one sewing machine mm-hmm. and one pattern making table mm-hmm. and there were 30 students mm-hmm. i didn't know what is a computer mm-hmm. okay i have never seen a desktop mm-hmm. i never knew what internet is mm-hmm. everything was first wow okay um we none 30 of us did not know what career we are going to get out of this correct, fashion correct so we used to think that okay we will become line man in the garment factory oh really somebody would say no we will become um, pattern master pattern cutting and stuff okay. like that uh for the one first one year it was totally chaotic mm. nobody knew what we were doing mm. the teachers who had joined the institute they were from different institutions they were from different background mm. uh typically kolkata mm. yeah so somebody would be from uh, arts background somebody came in from uh, probably uh, textile engineering background mm. nobody was from fashion and wow. we were supposed to do a three year fashion design course correct so anyway loads of things loads of experiences loads of uh, you know good times Mm. from 95 to 98 obviously college has uh, yeah, to be good college yeah. has to be good how many girls were there okay so we were a batch of uh, 30 out of which 18 were girls and 12 boys oh fantastic lovely. ratio man lovely jeez we <laughs> were like 32 to 6 bottleneck so, yeah i mean we were in a hostel where it was a coed hostel mm. so we had one wing which was girls wing right. and the other wing and the same building right It was a boys wing right <clears throat> and the sliding door <laughs> <laughs> the terrace doors were not there right okay so you know yeah but we were very good boys and right. very good girls yes yeah? of course yeah that so, part of the country is different yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, we had a lot of parties and so the student exchange program on the terrace yeah that is that's, what happened yeah. and then you meet shweta i met shweta and okay. uh, then i so she's been your college sweetheart college sweetheart and you're married to your college sweetheart yeah yes. uh, we almost you know i mean just before our marriage i mean probably a week before we decided we don't want to get married correct very good we were on the bike hmm. and uh, because there was no other place to fight right. <laughs> so we would ride and fight right so we decided you know let's call it off right the marriage was a week let's call the whole the thing off yeah mm. uh, then we figured out no no let's get married uh, too much <laughs> of you know a lot of invitations have gone out <laughs> let's not even you know, waste parents money let's get married okay so yeah i mean we got married all right so that's what happened yeah uh, so we both belong to the garment industry right she was a third batch in nift calcutta okay and you were the first first batch okay and i was a bit of a uh, bully in college mm. and uh, dada you know local mm-hmm. calcutta dada mm. so dadagiri was part of my life always i think mm. uh, i have always been a bit um, outspoken a bit bold unnecessarily really? uh, then slowly i started you know cowling down okay okay you know not that because i got married but <laughs> <laughs> that was one batch which had the least number of boys mm. obviously you know the going forward mm. the numbers were uh, different in different batches mm. but yeah we uh, always had the advantage of being the first batch yes we got the best exposure right 
uh, and a free horizon absolutely in, you could make anything out of anything. it anything i think that's where uh, i realized that creativity was enhanced when we were at nift right. okay we did not realize that right we thought you know this is good fun we are having but actually you know corner of the mind i always figure out that if i was not at nift i mm. wouldn't have been able to think out of the box mm. and probably that gave me a lot of confidence going forward mm. confidence sometimes was in the negative way sometimes Correct. in the positive ways right. you know um, sometimes i have misused my confidence right uh, no regrets right right sure uh, i i just don't give a damn of if you know i have done anything wrong in my past absolutely in terms of career right uh 98 i passed out and uh, my first job was with a yarn manufacturer in calcutta mm that was a first startup experience and entrepreneurial experience i had with this company called jkm overseas okay okay so they were into yarn making and exporting all right uh so i joined them for i think uh, they were paying me 3000 rupees a month okay okay that was the best salary that i could get right. from them sure so i told my dad after 5 days of working there that it's very difficult to travel and you know i can't travel in the bus and stuff uh, basically i was eyeing a motorcycle uh, so my dad told okay so which one you know i mean i am not getting you anything big yeah you know find out the cheapest one and which has got the greatest mileage right so i went to the royal enfield showroom or oh, you did i did okay okay i saw this bike called lightning 535 mm-hmm. okay that was i th- i re- if i remember correctly it was 85000 rupees that was like damn costly yeah. okay so dad said no way mm. you know i can only give you half of it mm. but you have to repay me oh, thank god yeah so i said okay fine then let's look at uh, hero honda mm. uh that was cd 100 ss right so dad gave me the money i <clears throat> i think those days uh, there was no waiting period so you just pay and by evening your bike is ready mm. so i got the bike uh one month of you know fooling around falling off the bike and you know accidents mm. all those uh, stupid things happened and the next month was challenging mm. because from that 3000 rupees i have to give him back 2000 oh really on a emi okay that was a deal uh. and i had agreed to it now uh. i have to fulfill it right right so 1000 rupees ka petrol 1000 rupees ka nahi petrol to bahut sasta tha mm. right? so i think 20 rupees 15 rupees a liter mm. petrol So that was no big deal so then for giving back 2000 rupees i had to have some money in pocket mm. right so i had to look out for a better job mm. so i moved to siliguri acha yeah so i got a job for 10000 rupees okay and then probably from siliguri i started exploring with my bike okay and what kind of a job was in siliguri i was in uh, a institute called nifd i was a yes. fashion teacher so faculty faculty yeah. so with kids mm. you know of almost my age mm. some were younger than me mm. brilliant experience mm. i was there for probably 10 months okay and uh, from there from siliguri i started exploring darjeeling gangtok sikkim on the bike okay <laughs> now that was you know i don't know how but it was getting a little bit addictive okay? <laughs> yeah i started liking it yeah, yeah. <laughs> while uh, i would see people on bike uh, similar kind of bikes 100 cc bikes uh, going to gangtok through those thin you know narrow oh. roads and stuff oh. like that this is rajiv pradhan pradhan and you are listening to the biker radio broadcast broadcast 
Hi, this is BB, 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 and this is the long way home. Home, home. My first riding gear mm. was in Siliguri. Mm. Uh, Bata Hawaii Chappal mm. on the knees. Mm. Okay, that was my knee protector. Okay. So that was the first experience with a riding gear. Fair enough. That's something, you know, which I need to save myself. It was pure out of necessity. Okay. Because I had taken a fall, I had, you know, injured my knees earlier. Okay. So that happened and uh, I got those uh, denim stitched with the chappal with my students. Okay, I gave them a project oh, wow. that I have to travel. Uh, this is the character that loves traveling on a motorcycle. It was mm. basically me. So I never told them it's for me. <laughs> I told them, you know, your project is to make a denim with oh, protection. Wonderful. And the only option you have is 15 rupees. Okay. That's the budget that you can get. Okay. And in 15 rupees, you can only get chapel. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> without my knowing, without consciously knowing that I'm getting into a uh, I'm falling in love with motorcycles. Right. Okay, so I left uh, Siliguri within 10 months and uh, moved back to Calcutta. Mm. The same yarn company that I was working with. Mm. I, uh, you know, proposed them something else. Okay. I told them that, uh, you know, let's not do yarns anymore. Mm. Because that's not fetching us money. Okay. Let's get into garmenting. Let's do finished clothes out of those yarns. Wow. So... Now, those days we didn't, we were not very exposed to those, you know, large mills kind of setup and heirloom jets and, you know, all those stuff. Okay. So we had Shantiniketan and Fulia and mm. where uh, hand weaving was done. Correct. So we would. Shantipur. Make, <clears throat> Shantipur. Mm. Not Shantiniketan, Shantipur. Mm. So we would make uh, shawls out of the yarns right. and then cut those shawls Correct. and make garments. Right. The first consignment was for Japan. And Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did not do the marketing, obviously, mm. but uh, the guys who were into marketing, who were traveling, the owners, mm. uh, so they would carry those, you know, 10, 20 uh, pieces, pieces and they came back with a big order. Wow. Okay. Now the biggest challenge mm. is uh, they came back with an order of around 300 pieces, but each design, they got only 10 pieces. Okay. It was a sampling order. Right. Now the challenge was to meet up the standards of Japan mm. and that's right. Really tough. I'm sure. So, my next assignment was that I have to go to Kashmir. Mm. This was somewhere around 2000. Mm. And uh, get better quality yarns made from there. Okay. And get better quality weaving done there. Because Kashmir's temperature, the Correct. weather, the climate, everything supports. Right. So, we were working with Pashmina. Oh, you were working with Pashmina. Yeah. That's so, okay. the best ones you get in Kashmir, right? Okay. So... I was carrying uh, around 30 kg of uh, Pashmina yarn from uh, Calcutta. Mm. It was a seven day trip. Mm. So I have to get the, carry the yarn, mm. get the shawls made and bring it back. How does the yarn land up in Kolkata? So we were importing, importing from uh, somewhere in Europe. Okay. Okay. So these were like very premium and costly Pashmina. I think most probably from France or somewhere. So I was carrying those imported yarns with me. Okay. And I had to, because it was Japanese standard. So they had their specific, you know, nominated vendors for the yarn. Okay. So we had to use that yarn. Okay. When somebody says Pashmina, I, in my mind, it is like Kashmir. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So when it is coming from outside, it probably is not called Pashmina. It would probably be called 
No, it's still called Pashmina. It's still called Pashmina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Because interesting. They take. हमने बासमती नहीं लगाया उसपे. So they take the uh, Pashmina fibers from Kashmir. The it's not exactly Kashmir. Okay, it's hmm. the it's a the land region. between Kashmir and China. Correct. Okay, so it's somewhere on that yeah. uh, somewhere on that area. So they would take the fibers from there, hmm. and with their superior mills, they would make finer yarns. Okay. Okay. So which is not possible in India, which okay. was not possible. Yeah. Anyways, so the first thing that happens to me is I get a call from a person called Zuhur Bhai, mm-hmm. and Zuhur Bhai is a Kashmiri. He says that, uh, sir, आप वो जो यान लेके आए हो, वो आप यहाँ पे छोड़ दो और आप दिल्ली वापस चले जाओ, फ्लाइट पकड़ के, हम मैडम से बात कर लेंगे. For two minutes, I just didn't know what to say. Okay, I was like, Zuhur Bhai, मतलब करना क्या है बताओ? क्यों ऐसा है? तो बोला कि आपको बताया ना कि यान छोड़ के चले जाओ शाम का टिकट मैं करा देता हूँ आपका फिर ओके आई कॉल्ड अप माय बॉस सी सेड कि एक काम कर तू आ जा आई सेड मैम व्हाट इज द रीजन व्हाई डू यू वांट मी टू कम बैक इफ आई हैव कम फॉर दिस थिंग जूर बाई इज अ एक्स मिलिटेंट सरेंडर्ड मिलिटेंट हु इज इन पश्मीना बिजनेस एंड ही डजेंट वॉन्ट एनी नॉन कश्मीरी गाय टू गेट इन दैट ही वॉन्ट्स टू सप्लाई डायरेक्टली Whatever shit happened, this took me three months stuck in Kashmir, in from November, December, January, mm. and uh, I saw all kinds of. I was exposed to all kinds of terrorism. Wow! Uh, it Which happened in front of my eyes. Two thousand one, two thousand, two thousand one. You know, somewhere between. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Daniel so, Pearl and all this was around. Uh, somewhere, somewhere around that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So I came back. After three months, I came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I landed in Calcutta, and uh, the next day morning, I opened the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Those days, we used to read newspapers. Now we don't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the hotel I was staying in was bombed. The day, I mean, the night before. Oh my God! So you know, just a couple of hours probably saved me. Mm-hmm. So that was one experience. You know, probably built in a lot of more confidence into me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was exposed out of Calcutta now. Now mm-hmm. I had seen another city. Now, right. okay, so my journey, you know, was full of experiences, and uh, then onwards. Right. All right. The guy supplied the yarn mm-hmm. like you wanted it. Yeah. Right. Right. He did not change the yarn. No, but he wanted the contract. But that's all right. And that's. It. But that's Kashmiri, right? That's Kashmir. Yeah. Kashmir is not about militancy. Absolutely, it is not. It's not about terrorism. Yeah. Absolutely uh, not. Yeah. It is. No human race is about it. Yeah. So um, yeah, I quit that job because my dad didn't want me to go back to Kashmir again. Mm. So then I moved on to a company where it was again, you know, into fabric manufacturing. Okay. Turned that business into a uh, garment manufacturing business. Okay. Uh, then I moved to Bangalore. Okay. Uh, Which year is this? Two thousand four. Okay. Two thousand four. I was in Bangalore. Uh huh. And uh, the first thing I did was. No, the money was good. Mm. I was now earning at least ten times of what I was getting in Calcutta. Mm. So the first thing was uh, Royal Enfield. I right. had to buy that. Right. Okay. So that was Thunderbird. Mm. The first <laughs> edition came in, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, you know, a Finally. motorcycle this big." Yeah. When I was in grade twelve and just about to, you know, finish off my exams. Mm. I think probably all Bengalis from small town they have this pressure, mm. you know, to go to uh, give exams for police. 
पुलिस एकेडमी सो आई वॉज ऑल्सो पार्ट ऑफ द यू नो होल थॉट प्रोसेस ऑल राइट सो माई डैड गॉट मी दैट न्यूज क्लिपिंग एंड दैट वॉज फॉर ट्रैफिक पुलिस and i was like wow man traffic police oh come on you're six feet anyway okay but i was not even six feet acha <laughs> the first <laughs> criteria then. is height yeah yeah though i did not appear for it but yeah. it was like a dream to be a calcutta police sergeant absolutely only for that red motorcycle absolutely yeah so it's like india's version of top gun of course of course <laughs> i mean uh, till today those boys you know on the bike yeah uh, i can just you know the class apart i mean it's it's <clears throat> it's like a dream you know it is a dream so what makes them different <clears throat> the red royal enfield with those fancy you know uh, loudspeakers right the lights the windscreen the walkie talkie set on it and then obviously the guy yeah okay everything about them was so mesmerizing yes. you know i'm straight yeah but i love those men right yeah long boots right the white uniform yeah uh, gun on the pocket right and uh, a ba- very basic helmet but yeah. that helmet yeah. used to come with a uh, microphone right all right so that microphone is something that you know i realized probably years after that there's something called a bluetooth system also right okay within probably a week of getting the thunderbird i started a club called uh, royal indians enfield owners club oh and uh, we were five guys So yeah, I had a very good friend Anirvan. Okay, mm. he was working with me in Reliance. Mm. We were, you know, college friends. Uh, he was a bad junior to me, but we were like, you know, very fast friends. Mm. Very super creative guy. So he, uh, I asked him, "Ki yar, R I U O C." Okay, that's the name that I wanted. Mm. Uh, now you have to design a logo for me. Mm. Then I met a couple of guys on Royal Enfield. Mm. I told them, "Ki yar, why don't you guys join me for a ride?" Mm. So many rides. after mm. we were a group of around uh, 150 royal enfield owners okay a mix of you know local bangalore guys uh, some from orissa some i mean all settled in bangalore basically right. that was probably a turning point okay you know almost every weekend so do you remember any of the friends who who started this with you um yeah so this guy sai subramaniam right okay so uh, initially when i met him he to me he turned out to be a big bully mm yeah uh, tall guy mm. you know dark mm. uh, of course you know uh, tall dark and handsome uh, i didn't want to say it if you know sai will be you know just bloated out of his <laughs> <laughs> so yeah sai was a he turned out to be a very very sweet guy bhai did ma jhade rakhi bo chhede debo Hi this is Hashim Kayum and you're listening to the Biker Radio broadcast broadcast Listen 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 connect 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 right on right on right on Welcome back on the Biker Radio broadcast you were on the long way home with our guest Biswarup Banerjee but Time now to take our first detour and listen to some sound advice. And this time, it's on creating engaging content. Co-founder of Helmet Stories, we're delighted to bait in Veer Nakai to do this right. In all fairness, Veer spoke about this at large on his own episode, number thirty-six. Yes, Veer, you do have a photogenic memory. Sorry, photographing memory. 
Well, we're used to a three or five point list on the soundboard. We wanted it to be a singularity. So please welcome our friend, critic and soundboard, Veer Nakai on the Biker Radio Soundboard. You are listening to the Biker Radio Soundboard. soundboard. Hi, my name is Veer Nakai and I'm a motorcyclist. And I'm going to be your soundboard today on the Biker Radio broadcast. Today, we're talking about how to create awesome content. First, if you want to see some good content, you can check out episode 36, is it? Of the Biker Radio broadcast, which was me spewing all my nonsense. I think to start with the best way, the only way to create good content is when you know what you're creating. For instance, we can't just start, like pick up today and be like, hey, I want to start talking about riding in the Himalayas when I've not ridden in the Himalayas myself. And nobody wants to listen to or watch or uh, look at pictures of a person who hasn't really done what they're talking about. And hence, you have nothing really to add, right? Anyone can use the internet, use Google, and put down a couple of words and be like, hey, look, this is what I think. Uh, this is what happens. But won't, what I want to see from content and the people I kind of follow are the people who have a point of view. For instance, uh, I don't care whether you get Maggie at every dhaba on the way to Ladakh. I care about the places you get Rajma Chawal, Kadi Chawal, hell yeah, Kadi Chawal and Mutton Chawal. And I want to follow those guys who know these places and you can only know where these places are when you've done the trip yourself and you've ridden yourself. So good content comes out of knowing what the hell you're doing. So that's definitely where you want to start if that is a thought in your head and you say, hey, I want to be a content creator, which is uh, not, not such a great word, but <laughs> I want to be a content creator. What should I do? How can I be that person? Talk about what you know. I mean, if you know about staple pins, let's talk about staple pins. But I mean, that's where you can add value to something. Let's not just be like, I'm going to talk about traveling the world where I've never even left my city. I think that is point number one, two, 16, 22, 35, and 50. Know what you're talking about and have a point of view. And that's where you get good content from. Everything else is secondary. Everything else comes afterwards. <laughs> While I'm joking. <laughs> oh. And I'll be back with another edition of Biker Radio Soundboard. And we'll be talking about how do we start our first adventure? How do we go in search of adventure? What are the things we need to do? We'll just be talking about motorcycling and how to like just have some fun and ride some motorcycles. Till then, listen, connect, ride on. You are listening to the Biker Radio Soundboard. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Veer. And a shout out to the riding duo of Harshman Rai and Veer Nakai of the extremely popular helmet stories. These guys are legends. Well, if two hairy men can get 11,500 followers on Instagram, we should all take a cue and grow our hair. Biker Radio Soundboard is a platform for expert advice. We being total goofbags, we try and stay out of it. So thanks once again, Vire. And now we veer off to the tribal lands of Odisha, deep in the jungles in Keonjar, with our guest on the long way home, Biswaru Banerjee.
Hi, this is BB, and this is the long way home. Twinkle, this is the little angel that came into our life. Mm. Yes, uh, 2008, we wanted to adopt a baby. Mm. So we found through a lot of connections that there is some adoption center that's coming up in uh, a small village in Kionjhar, and for that we had to fly from Bangalore to Orissa, take a cab, and go to the interiors, mm. tribal village. Mm. Yeah. So we found Twinkle. Mm. She came to our life. I mean, uh, we didn't find her. Mm. She found us. Right. Yeah. There were too many. Um, that Shahrukh Khan's dialogue, right? That. कायनाथ जुड़ जाती है अबे बंगाली कायनाथ कायनाथ ओके ट्रायरिटी it was still a top priority mm. but uh, i still had to give it a thought right. before you know you had to be more responsible um, not really responsible but i had to do some job right uh-huh. i had to look after few things few right. more errands you know right. apart from running to the grocery shop i still had to find the right size of diapers right i still had to find what is stage 1 mm. uh, milk what is stage what is nan what is mm. i never knew right, right. I mean, new dad new mom right we were confused mm. There was no parenting podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and not much of internet to find out, you know, things. Yeah. But yeah, again, being the idiot of the house, mm. so I made sure that Shweta takes care of everything, and I still get time on the Sunday to ride. Mm. But now it was uh, uh, now I have to take Twinkle on the bike. Mm. Earlier How old it is was, she? Uh, she was six months, right? Oh. So when she and the first idiotic thing. Uh, that we decided was let's go to ladakh so twinkle on the bike uh, shweta couple i mean few friends on the bike and we went to ladakh uh, with a 6 month old baby <laughs> with a 6 month old twinkle no she was i think 8 uh, months old then, by then even yeah, then 8 or 9 months but yeah i mean uh, that's how things uh, started rolling wow. lot more rides after that we went to goa we went to so many other places in kurg and biking never stopped right yeah uh, probably we were getting into a setup where we had to just change our ways of doing things mm. the bike remains same it's just you know we had to carry extra bags mm. we had to figure out how to carry these bags mm. so necessity mm. yeah so then we figured out that there's something called saddle bag as well mm. Uh, those days you know it was not very popular to have you know saddle bags or stuff like that people would just you know tie a rope on a rucksack and put it on the bike correct now to do those jugar we had to find out more jugars on the bike mm. so we had to put a uh, rear carrier mm. rear carrier tab royal enfield ke liye kabhi banta hi nahi tha mm. so pehla to mila koi cycle ka carrier lagaya जुगाड़ लगा के देन वी फाउंड आउट सम अदर मोटरसाइकिल स्पेयर पार्ट्स करते करते यू नो वी स्टार्टेड नाउ फाइंडिंग अ वे विद बैंगलोर ग्रुप वी फाउंड अ गाय हु कुड बेंड मेटल्स फॉर अस मेटल पाइप्स राइट सो वी मेड आवर ओन सैडल बैग्स वी मेड आवर ओन कैरियर्स वी मेड आवर ओन यू नो लेग गार्ड्स 
अच्छा नाउ केम इन प्रॉपर राइडिंग गियर सो दे हैड अ जैकेट कॉल्ड के टू बेसिकली कन्याकुमारी टू कश्मीर आई गॉट दैट जैकेट फॉर सिक्स एंड हाफ थाउजेंड रुपीज दैट वॉज लाइक यू नो किलर ओके सो इट हैड रेन प्रोटेक्शन इट हैड रबर ऑन द एल्बोज एंड ऑन द शोल्डर्स एंड इट डिडेंट इवन फिट प्रॉपरली so mm. they were like loose you know really loose ugly looking but then we were like you know you are wearing a riding jacket mm. okay those days uh, we used to get these gloves from dsg mm. <clears throat> it was a pune based company and they were probably you know quite ahead of time mm. um they made really lovely gloves mm. and the first glove i bought was for 1600 rupees okay you know everything was new right so we had to learn how to ride a motorcycle again right by wearing all this right things. absolutely yeah so your knee guards are there now now you're an astronaut yeah and uh, you know how to walk with all those things right so yeah things so you know it was a learning process right. we were, every day you know something new was coming up challenges right. were coming up on the ride right and we have to figure out you know what suits us hmm. and you're working for who reliance retail okay uh, i was again you know designing clothes uh, okay. for this you know age old brand called only vimal okay Uh, so we were reviving that brand it was a suiting brand mm. uh, majorly making fabrics mm. so now we were uh, making total wardrobe solutions jackets and stuff like that mm. so i was the only one in the gang who had knowledge about uh, you know clothing mm. so we used to go to different tailors trying to get jackets made mm. trying to get the bags made saddle bags you know everything was you know coming out of a necessity of a ride mm. every ride that we were doing we were learning that you know uh, this is missing Mm. Okay, this needs to be solved. So every right, right. problem has a solution, and right. that gives birth to a lot of products. You know, so yeah. I was unknowingly getting exposed to a lot of experiences, yes. learnings. So you were fulfilling the need gap as you went along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that right. was only for you know myself or for yeah. my you know buddies on the bike. Right. Uh, never thought that this could have a commercial angle as well. Okay. So in two thousand ten. No, 2009. Mm. Royal Enfield announced their first rider mania. Right. And uh, I was in touch with you know the guys at Royal Enfield. I was just you know a Royal Enfield customer. Mm. Um, so I happened to uh, get connected with some of the boys, Praveen Sathe, mm. Sachin Chawan. Yeah. You know, now I know them so well. Uh, <laughs> 2009 was like man, these are the gods of motorcycling. Right. Yeah. True. Ravin Sathe was an inspiration. Yes. Yeah, he's a uh, grey-haired biker. Right. He had experience of so many other motorcycles. Right. Very smart guy. Yeah. I was like, you know, hmm, you know, this is the place I have to be. Right. There's something know, about the vibe, right? Some something about the vibe. You know, it's not a. It Royal Enfield from very beginning when I knew these guys or when I knew the brand or when I got you know my first Royal Enfield. Mm. something i knew that this uh, brand is not about motorcycles mm. it's about the pride of possession mm. uh i remember when i uh, went to see that motorcycle first because uh, thunderbird had just come in right uh, few months before that i think uh, machismo 500 came in right fantastic looking silver color tank you know mm. chrome tank and uh, the sight of it you know psyched me mm. i was scared kind of Mm. First, I decided that I'll buy this because that was for one lakh ten thousand or something. Mm. I decided that I'm going to pick up a Machismo, you know, because it came with those saddle bags. There was a windshield which was like six feet tall. 
<laughs> you know, saddlebag made out of leather and mm, immediately it. it connected. Mm. You know, if I buy this, mm. that's the image I have been dreaming about and right. I will be able to, you know, satisfy, you know, uh, dreaming that. Yeah. When I sat on the bike, it was scary. I don't know, probably it weighed 1000 kgs. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, I can't ride this. Mm. You know, I am used to a... 100 cc bike hmm. and from that i can't seriously jump into a 500 cc motorcycle and 500 cc is like madness hmm. so i dropped the idea hmm. it was a flick of a second that i said no no hmm. i can't so let me go for thunderbird hmm. thunderbird was big hmm. but it also had this you know macho feel right. about it correct uh, there was no motorcycle that good looking in the country right those days that's true yeah Mm, so about the Thunderbird, uh, first when I rode out of the showroom, you know, the handles were shaking, I was shivering, mm. I had goosebumps and when I, it, I think I uh, rode around 7 kilometers mm. from the showroom to the house, mm. took me half an hour and after half an hour of parking the motorcycle, I was still shaking. Mm. First time handling such a big bike, mm. 350 cc. Mm. Okay, right. It's three times the power of uh, the what the bike that I was riding. Yeah. So it took me around a week, I think, to get used to it. Right. Yeah, and uh, then after a week, it was like any easy. other motorcycle. Yeah, mm. easy. Uh, first thing I did was put on uh, plastic panniers mm. because I wanted that the look. The look. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, funnily, the company called Stud, they used to make these panniers, mm. yeah? but they used to make only one-sided pannier. It was only on the, I think, left or right. It has to be on the right. Yeah, on the right. Yeah. yeah? So, I bought two panniers mm. and one was straight and one was ulta. Mm. Yeah? <laughs> so, but yeah, we still had panniers, so it yes. looked nice. Now, yeah. just to make that ulta thing, because the top of the pannier was silver, the body was black. Mm. It was looking very odd, mm. you know, because I, everybody could make out that, you know, one pannier is straight, one is, uh, you know, wrong side. Mm. So I painted them black. Mm. So now customization started. Okay. Okay. So I had the panniers. Uh, now Thunderbird never looked nice with a big, you know, uh, screen in front. Mm. I put one, then I, you know, took it off. Mm. Uh, then came in requirements for sound. Mm. Yeah, mm. So... It's a lean burn engine, mm. uh, makes fantastic sound. Mm. So then came in changing silencers. Mm. Now slowly one by one, things were getting changed on the bike and I was like, experimenting. Every, every one month something was getting you know on, on it, something was getting off it. Mm. Uh, and I was getting probably, you know, more addicted to changes. Mm. Uh, till now, even in my career, I don't like uh, stagnancy. Mm -hmm. uh, if there is no change, you mm. know, if there is nothing new about my job mm. or my daily life, mm. you know, it starts irritating me. Mm. Even for the bikes, it happened. Mm. You know, I I would love it for a few months, mm. a few days probably at times, you know, any change. Mm. I don't know how many changes I have, you know, gone through till the last True. 12 years of, you know, owning that motorcycle. Mm. But every time I would change something. Mm. Uh, there was a reason for it. Mm. Then came in, you know, I need more power out of this bike. Mm. And the fancy stuff is done. Mm. I, I've put on lights and, you know, guards and stuff like that. Mm. Now power. Mm. So if I have to give more power to it, I have to take off all 
mm. the shit that i have put on the bike mm. so now it was started getting naked mm. yeah so panniers were off mm. leg guards were off mm. uh shorter silencer came in because mm. i wanted a lighter silencer on that mm-hmm. um then to adjust the silencer i had to do up my carburetor mm. now to do up the carburetor i had to change my you know adjusting pins we did that mm. and uh, now that the pins were changed and mm. all the fuel adjustment was done air adjustment was done bike was going mad mm. but it was also eating up a lot of fuel mm. black smoke was coming out oh and uh, while i was having fun it was also you know really painful that mm. i am screwing up my bike mm. finally i screwed up mm. finally you know the first major change that had to happen was the piston ring burnt oh. uh, we all pist- learned the hard yeah, way piston jammed yes now this was another thing Mm. uh so we had this royal indians you know club guys kida to hota hai ye sab mein so there were three four of us who were who were like mad about motorcycles mm. to humne kya kiya uh, there's a friend of mine from the group lohit he has always been there from the beginning right uh me and lohit decided ki and obviously subhu mm. uh, he was there we decided ki yaar isko hum na khud theek karte hain acha पता चल जाएगा कि बाइक कैसे ठीक होता है फिर आगे यू नो वी डोंट वी वोंट हैव एनी प्रॉब्लम्स ऑन द राइड्स वील नो हाउ टू डू इट एंड माय बाइक वाज द गिनी पिग राइट सो 8:30 इन द मॉर्निंग 30 गाइस आउट ऑफ व्हिच वन वाज अ यू नो ही थॉट ही वाज अ मैकेनिक ही कुड डू एवरीथिंग ऑन द बाइक एंड वी ब्लाइंडली ट्रस्टेड हिम सो वी सेड कि यार तू चालू कर सो वी स्टार्टेड ओपनिंग द बाइक टू गाइस वर्किंग ऑन इट 25 गाइस सिटिंग अराउंड इट to mm. learn mm. okay how things can be done started at 8:30 in the morning mm. 48 hours gone mm. okay all 30 still in my house in my garage working on the bike now everybody had a job kisi ko piston ring lana jana tha kisi ko piston ka boring karna tha who are these 25 guys all all so the club all, all from the club wow. and shweta was alone cooking for 30 boys my god lunch breakfast dinner and after 48 hours <laughs> all 30 of us gave up she said yaar hoga nahi nahi hoga tempo bulao chadao leke nikke bas leke jao but we learned mm. you know how what is inside a bike mm. we learned uh, micro details of it right now no mechanic can cheat us right you know on that day we knew mm. uh so we you know those were fun days you know yeah. motorcycling was not just riding and uh, clicking pictures and facebook to tha hi nahi right yeah facebook tha shayad i never knew about it right. orkut tha mm orkut tha ah so mm. we never had the urge of clicking pictures to mm. upload mm it was all about learning it was all about you know love with the bike mm. love love with the machine mm. Mm. Hi, I'm Lohit Mohan from Bangalore, currently moderating Royal Indians Infield Owners Club. Okay, I've known BB for about 20 years now and um BB and I uh, got to meet because of the passion that we share for biking and the passion that we share for uh, Royal Enfields. Uh we used to do uh, quite a bit of rides together with his uh, Thunderbird uh, with a very loud exhaust which we call it as the boom boom exhaust. And I'm sure he remembers the word boom boom. 
crazy guy he started this brotherhood called as royal indians and field owners club with a bunch of guys who are as crazy as bb he, he was an interesting guy with uh, some fascinating ideas uh, he decided to write from bangalore to goa uh, without taking any breaks because he thought that's a waste of time he just offered some chocolates and biscuits on the way by the end of the day during this ride some of the guys started uh, hallucinating uh, because of their hunger so yeah he's a guy who comes up with these uh, out of the box ideas of not having food while riding and just sticking to snacks interesting guy uh, somebody who literally lives with his passion on his sleeve uh, it could be for his biking it could be for his biking gear merchandise or it could be for his farming that he currently has uh, endeavored on uh, a very nice guy very well controlled uh, by his better half shweta nice to have uh, known bb and uh, all the best bb uh, have a great life ahead cheers it's really awesome uh, to talk about our biking days together uh, bb and me uh, we rode and rode well together we spread the wings of royal indians rieoc we organized uh, iron butt rides created a platform for so many friendships uh, waiting to happen weekends uh, we would look forward to uh, all those right talks over a bonfire and a beer breakdowns and the fun we had waiting for it to be sorted well uh, thanks for this podcast uh, you really made me go a decade back or so we were in single digits uh, these club scenes those days in bangalore it was quite challenging for us to ignite the same fire we had within us for biking so we had to do a balance between teaching the riders how to ride as a club and rubbing them off uh, from their original style of riding and this is where bb was a bit of uh, headstrong at times uh, rightly so for me as i knew him well and what he was doing but not necessarily uh, for many of the others Uh, on a personal note uh, i miss our planning sessions over so many beers and uh, then glim at it when we would uh, successfully pull it off thank you bb uh, for creating so many memories that we created together uh, my grandkids will hear no end of it uh, love you mate right on Hi this is BB 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 and this is the long way home home Dimi jani siluguri ma jani sikimatira Anyway so 2009 you know Royal Enfield Rider Mania mm. Pravin Sathe Sachin Chavan uh, there was another guy called uh, KD mm. uh, long time in our royal enfield uh, uh, employee yes yes okay so 2009 i get a call from praveen um, saying that uh, you know rider mania is happening mm. uh, you guys are quite a big number in bangalore mm. so why don't you guys come to goa mm. like superb mm. yeah uh, 30 of us plan to go <laughs> There were only thirty guys who came to Rider Mania. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, no. There were some local uh, guys also. Okay. Probably, you know, not more than sixty, seventy. Okay. If I remember correct. All right. Two thousand nine, and uh, Rider Mania was two days. Yeah. So we were all 
you know sitting together uh, in that the uh, hilltop hilltop and that was right amenia right 2009 right yeah there was no thousands of crowds there yeah. was no big loud music there yeah. was no uh, uh was groups. there any music there was there was no? there was there was Who i think was we that? were creating the ruckus oh, really <laughs> <laughs> there was this guy in goa hmm. he said uh, you know my baby was conceived at ridermania huh Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the musician. <laughs> the first time when they came down, we had uh, put the whole uh, the live stage together. You know, I had like kind of curated way back in 2009. It was a good time. We all got high. I made a baby there at <laughs> the festival itself. <laughs> My first kid was actually conceived there. Yeah. That's rock star legend, guitarist Elvis Lobo. a national treasure making babies at the Rider Mania 2009 i'm shandy you're on the biker radio broadcast listen connect ride on i am rohit 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 better known as toll free traveler toll free traveler and you're listening to me on the biker radio broadcast broadcast Hi this is BB 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 and this is the long way home home So 2009 this whole you know Bangalore gang we were all planning to go to Ladakh mm. <laughs> and uh, before that so i knew the royal enfield guys so i was you know the boss man of the gang ya tere ko chalna hai royal enfield chal main ghumata hu kind of so we went to chennai plant to see royal enfield and okay this time we were in five suvs first thing three of us you know got down from the car and uh, i don't know very sheepishly we went down on our knees in front of the royal enfield you know factory gate it was like makkah mm. for us you know royal enfield factory we are here now we were not being able to believe that we came here right it was that kind of a pride madness. of ownership i'm i mean i think it was getting a bit more than pride of ownership it was like addiction right you know like uh, cult fantasizing about this brand yeah so we went to the factory we saw how motorcycles are being made mm. um the <laughs> <laughs> those days you know uh, the pistons would be hammered into the chambers machinery kahan tha us time mein haath se banta tha bhai you know mm. that's a that's the robustness of that motorcycle mm. handcrafted mm. really handcrafted mm. each motorcycle would be different mm. so anyways we had to go to ladakh so uh, sachin was the guy mm. you know who would tell us how to uh, go to ladakh and what to be prepared for so uh, one sachin chavan one pravin sathe and 30 idiots sitting around him <laughs> uh, the guru of motorcycling and we are listening to his gyan about you know obviously good gyan yeah uh, so we came back and we were preparing for going to ladakh now yeah uh, we went to ladakh uh, came back after we came back then uh, <clears throat> pravin gave us this assignment <clears throat> some club in bangalore mm. Uh, we have to go and present our experience of uh, going to ladakh on royal enfield mm. we were very proud about it you know we could 
talk about a brand and our experience and our rides uh funny things happened you know uh, so that's how i got connected with this guys now was the time that i was thinking seriously how to you know be a part of royal enfield oh okay you know uh, now that i was getting more involved with it mm. <clears throat> and uh, so reliance you know uh, if i would be working there it would i would have retired from there mm. you know, that's kind of, that kind of a comfortable job i was into mm. uh, not happy Mm. you know as usual you know i don't like mundane things mm. so it was going on that you know i want to get into royal enfield but what do i do mm. you know why should they take me up mm. i only know about clothing i know only know about design i only know about you know sourcing products and everything mm. but where does it fit royal enfield mm. so i spoke to sachin i spoke to a couple of other guys and uh, they guided me Mm. Yeah, so they said that we are getting into, uh, we are making T-shirts. Mm. Uh, can you source some good T-shirts for us? I said, mm. yeah. Rider Mania was happening. All right. So they said, uh, Isbar, you know, uh, you source the T-shirts for us. You mm. design. Mm. So first Rider Mania, <laughs> we designed the T-shirt. Wow. Made them. We took it to Rider Mania. Mm. You know, a car was following us mm. you know, on our bikes. <clears throat> T-shirt pounds gave. हम पहुंच गए राइडामेनिया हो गया नाउ आई गॉट अ कनेक्ट कि यू नो टी शर्ट बना लिया ओके देर कुड बी मेनी मोर टी शर्ट्स देर कुड बी मेनी मोर थिंग्स देन आई स्टार्टेड एक्सप्लोरिंग इफ आई हैव टू प्रेजेंट टू द मैनेजमेंट व्हाट आई वांट टू डू विद रॉयल एनफील्ड व्हाई शुड दे टेक मी ऑन बोर्ड देन आई स्टार्टेड वर्किंग ऑन माई प्रेजेंटेशन फाइल्स आफ्टर फाइल्स यू नो इंटरनेट सर्च uh looking at different brands doing doing a lot of things mm. those days you know only thing that you would get on internet what was harley davidson mm. yeah their accessories but uh, to me i i found out that you know it was all over the place mm. harley davidson merchandise but obviously that's the only inspiration that you can have mm. so i made a uh, six page uh, uh booklet mm. about what royal enfield should do okay with accessories all right then i was uh, introduced to shaji mm. by sachin mm. of course uh shaji asked me a very funny question you know uh, it was a very difficult question to answer mm. he asked me uh, what do you mm. think mm. you will make sachin wear mm. because he is from royal enfield Fantastic. he goes on rides yeah i was like dumbstruck mm. no answer Mm. I said you know I have to work on this. I did mm. not think you know on this line. Mm. Mm, because what I had carried for my presentation was absolutely off. Mm. I did not even open that whole thing. Mm. It was a you know folders I had carried with leaflets uh, inserted in you know age old folders. Mm. I wanted A-fours. to yeah you know so I wanted to present each page separately and talk about it and say this is you know what Royal Enfield should be. I dare not open that book that day. Mm. I came back. Uh came back and I again started working on it. Uh because you don't get too many chances, right? I got my second chance. <clears throat> wow. Now I had to meet RLR. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh the boss man. Yes. Yeah, I did not know Siddharth. I did not know about anything beyond RLR because RLR was the man. Mm. Okay? If I could convince him, I'm through. Mm. I am with Royal Enfield then. Mm. 
so i <clears throat> started from bangalore in my car uh, i had to wear a white shirt i wanted to look smart in front of him otherwise mm. i was always wearing t-shirt and jeans and casually you know uh, dressed up now this was more formal because uh, it's not sachin it's not shaji it's rlr mm. the ceo uh, so i carried my white shirt at the back seat of my car mm. uh, started from bangalore at 5 in the morning and the meeting was scheduled at around 11 mm. okay so i started early because i knew you know if something goes wrong on the road i will have still have time mm. by 9 i was 5 uh, kilometers away from royal enfield factory okay yeah so what to do mm. you know two hours left i don't want to you know show up too early mm. i slept in the car oh, <laughs> i overslept oh, oh my god <laughs> uh, when i woke up it was 12 the meeting was at 11 Uh, I was five kilometers away, and I was all drowsy <laughs> because of the ride. <laughs> I couldn't sleep the night before because I had to, you know, drive down to Royal Enfield. Uh, so, anyways, I reached late, and thankfully, Arilar had still not come to the factory. Oh, so I still had time. Uh, okay, so Arilar also asked me a couple of questions. You know, uh, things like, uh, what do you think will sell? you know he just wanted to know that if you come you know what kind of business are we going to do mm. because we sell motorcycles and we sell only 30000 motorcycles mm. and why should a customer buy anything from us mm. uh, so we had some discussions i went back um it took me a few months of pursuing with rlr over the phone mm. you know messages mm. i'm still waiting for your response mm. then i would take seven days break then i would again send a message to him mm. then i get a call from uh, chennai mm. uh, hr mm. i was like yes mm-hmm. something is happening mm. the first call came in and uh, this lady minakshi mm. very sweet lady i got to know her later on you know very mother like mm. so i spoke to minakshi and uh, then minakshi told me that uh, Three days from now, you have to uh, fly to Delhi. Mm. Siddharth wants to meet you. Ooh, I was like, you know, this is it. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. now I have a, the last chance to mm. get into Royal Enfield, and if I could convince Siddharth, mm. I'm through. Right. Nervous at the same time that uh, Siddharth Lal, mm. you know, a big name. Right. Yeah. So I started reading about him. Okay. Who is Siddharth Lal? Mm. Uh, what does he look like? Mm. You know. Uh, then I figured out he's a young man. You know, almost my age. Mm. Uh, not more than probably a couple of years more than me. Mm. So I was uh, quite fascinated with what I read about him. Mm. And now I had to prepare myself. Mm. You know, to be in front of him and uh, convince with the project mm. that this is what I am going to bring on board, and this is why I should be in Royal Enfield. Mm. uh i reached delhi mm. Mm, then i go to the small aishar office uh, mm-hmm. somewhere in saket mm. uh, very very small little mm. office uh siddharth comes out mm. in a blue uh, royal enfield branded shirt the mm. same shirt that a factory worker also wears mm. in tiruvattur mm. all smiles mm. but he was a very sweet guy right. so we spend around uh, 45 minutes in the boardroom uh then i met uh, mm. ashish joshi 
Mm. And mm. he is supposed to. So he came back from UK. Mm. Introduced uh, Siddharth. Introduced that you know Ashish is going to lead this business. Mm. He's going to take care of spare parts. So he's my you know reporting boss. Half an hour meeting, and I opened the files. Mm. Finally, I showed six pages of you know what I want Royal Enfield accessories to be. Mm. Uh, I still have that book with me. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. And uh, sweet memories. You know, very important memories in life. Yes. Uh, Do you months, have one of those T-shirts? Uh, no, I, unfortunately, I don't have, you know, because they, you know, so things start getting, you know, you start getting used to things. Right. That's the bad part of it. Right. Then your fascinations and your memories start become part of your daily life. Right. You don't value that. Okay. Only when you're out of it, then you start thinking about it. That's yeah. so true. Wisdom comes from hindsight, but rearview mirrors always help. Like a radio broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. My way. मैं गौरव दिल्ली से और अभी मैं एक अनोन प्लेस के लिए राइड में निकला था हिमालयाज में जाना था हिमाचल या उत्तराखंड कुछ भी फिक्स नहीं था घर से निकल गया हिमाचल प्रदेश में मैं ठियोग और रोहडू के बीच में खड़ा पत्थर एक छोटा सा टाउन है उसके पास एक रूरल रोड जा रही थी जिसको मैंने पकड़ा ऊपर जाने के बाद हिल टॉप पे मुझे एक बहुत अच्छी जगह दिखाई दी जो कैंपिंग के लिए बहुत ही सूटेबल थी मैंने वहाँ पर कैंपिंग की सुबह उठने के बाद मैंने फिर आसपास के जगह को घूमना शुरू किया पानी की थोड़ी समस्या थी हिल टॉप पर क्योंकि पानी नहीं होता तो मुझे लगभग तीन किलोमीटर पैदल चल जाना पड़ा एक घर में वहाँ से मैं पानी लेकर आया पर वो काफ़ी दूर लगा तो दूसरी बार मैंने सोचा बाइक लेकर जाऊँगा पर मैं इस बार अलग डायरेक्शन में गया और जहाँ मैं गया पानी लेने के लिए वो बहुत ही पुराना घर बना हुआ था जहाँ पे दरवाजे भी इतने छोटे थे कि आदमी को झुक के जाना पड़ता है वहाँ केवल एक बुज़ुर्ग आदमी थे उनसे मैंने पानी मांगा कुएँ की तरफ इशारा करते हुए कहा कि आपको जितना पानी चाहिए ले लीजिए वो पानी मुझे देखने में बहुत गंदा लग रहा था तो मैं समझ गया कि यहाँ के लोगों के लिए ये पानी ही पीने का है तो मैंने भी उस पानी को अपने पीने के लिए इकट्ठा किया भरा और वापस से अपने टेंट पर पहुँचा और रात को फिर लोकल लोग कुछ आए मेरे पास और उन्होंने मुझे कहा कि आप यहाँ कैंपिंग नहीं कर सकते क्योंकि ये जगह सेफ़ नहीं है तो मैंने उन्हें कहा कि मैं एक दिन ऑलरेडी यहाँ पर रह चुका हूँ अब रात हो चुकी है सुबह चला जाऊँगा उन्होंने वार्न भी किया था कि स्नोफॉल होगा तो मैंने कहा ठीक है मैं इसी तैयारी के साथ आया हूँ खैर वो लोग चले गए शाम होते होते अंधेरा हुआ मैंने टेंट के अंदर आ गया ठंड बढ़ने लगी थी धीरे धीरे बहुत ज़ोरों से हवा चल रही थी तेज़ हवा और स्नोफॉल दोनों के बीच में अकेला हिल टॉप पे टेंट में थोड़ी सी घबराहट तो हो रही थी पर एडवेंचर इसी को कहते हैं मैं रात भर सो नहीं पाया था क्योंकि हवा आज सुबह तक भी चलती रही थी तो ये बहुत बड़ा ख़तरनाक एक्सपीरियंस था मैं सुबह लगभग साढ़े चार बजे के बाद ही सो पाया सोने के बाद फिर जब उठा तो देखा टेंट के चारों ओर लगभग आठ से दस इंच तक की मोटाई वाली बर्फ़ की परत मेरे चार ओर जमी हुई थी जो बहुत खूबसूरत दिखाई दे रही थी और मन में डर भी बिठा रही थी कि वापस कैसे जाना है मुझे सिर्फ मेरी बाइक की टेंशन थी कहीं ऐसा ना हो सुबह स्टार्ट होने में दिक्कत हो पर ऐसा कुछ नहीं हुआ वो एक किक में ही स्टार्ट हो गई थी 
खैर थोड़ी देर बाद ही गांव की एक आंटी काफ़ी दूर चल के आई और वो मेरे लिए चाय लेकर आई थी मुझे बहुत अच्छा लगा और वो आंटी इस चिंता में थी कि यहाँ कोई लड़का है जो रह रहा है और पता नहीं रात को स्नोफॉल में वो कैसे सरवाइव कर रहा होगा उसने कुछ खाया होगा या नहीं मुझे बड़ा अच्छा लगा और मैक्रोनी भी लेकर आई थी चाय के साथ पर मैं मैक्रोनी खाता नहीं उनके साथ काफ़ी देर बात करता रहा चाय पी उनका बेटा भी साथ में था अच्छा लगा उनके साथ काफ़ी देर बात करते हुए फिर जैसे ही मौसम आज खुलना शुरू हुआ थोड़ा तो मैंने सारा सामान पैक किया और वापस निकल चला आज पंचकूला ठहरा हूँ ये वैसे पाँच दिन में सोच के चल रहा था राइड का पर अब ये तीन दिन में ही ख़त्म की तो यही मेरी अभी तक का इस राइड का प्लान था तो राइड में मैं कोशिश करता हूँ कि कम से कम होटल्स लूँ या फिर बड़े शहरों में ना ठहरूँ क्योंकि जब मैं राइड पर जा रहा हूँ तो शांति चाहिए बड़ा पीस मुझे पसंद है तो मैं ऐसी जगह ही जाना चाहता हूँ जहाँ पर कोई ना हो डिस्टर्ब करने वाला तो ऐसी और भी जगह मैं सर्च करता रहूँगा और आगे घूमता रहूँगा धन्यवाद You're listening to the Biker Radio broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Well, thank you, Gaurav Kumar. Gaurav is a government school teacher. in delhi and i say this if your teacher is such an intense person chances are you'll turn out super cool yourself but you remember the teachers who are slightly different the ones who knew the joy of fun gorov's one of them hamare liye gorov you are a rock star back on the long way home we're listening to the story of small town boy beginning to make his mark and combine his skills with his passion and take the path less beaten this is bb's arrival at ari hi this is bb and this is the long way home home ulya so siddharth's meeting was done uh, uh, within i think a month my appointment letter came in mm. I was in wow. Chennai. Mm. Yeah, and uh, first thing, <clears throat> what to do in Chennai is I have to first find the house. Mm. Chennai is a new town, new mm. city for me. Right. So again, me, Shweta, Twinkle, we all you know drove down to Sachin's place. Mm. Uh, we were at his house, and uh, oh, Sachin nice. greeted us, and we were like, you know, by that time we were friends, you know, mm. very good friends. um it was almost like family right. so sachin helped me find a house near his place itself okay so now was time to explore you know how this business model would happen mm. uh within a month lalit joined royal enfield okay yeah so lalit came in a, a couple of months after i joined okay um, then i get a call from lalit uh, over the phone uh, i still not have met him mm. i guess he was in delhi He was supposed to operate out of the uh, Delhi headquarters. Mm. 
So Lalit calls me and tells me that, uh, you know, BB, I have uh, heard about the project that you have come with. Mm. Um, I need an Excel sheet of it. Mm. What is the model? Mm. How much money will you need? Mm. Uh, what will be the expenditure? Mm. Uh, what will be your marketing? So I was like, oh man, you know, mathematics, Excel sheet. Mm. I hate it. Mm. So um, uh, that was the first interaction with Lalit, mm. the commercial head. Mm. Asking for numbers, <laughs> I was not prepared with it because I was still dreaming about fancy clothes, mm. the Royal Enfield logo to be changed, mm. uh, you know, a lot of dreams. Right. Now, this is when I was hit by practical uh, business. Right. So, eyeballs were on me now. Mm. Uh, people wanted to see uh, results. Mm. But there was no pressure. Mm. Nobody wanted, nobody told me that you have to bring business. Mm. Siddharth being Siddharth, he was like, relax. Mm. Okay. Take it easy. Be your most creative guy. Mm. Think what you want to do. Mm. Don't jump into Excel sheets and numbers now. Mm. Have you done your research? Have you mm. done your market study? Mm. Have you spoken to the sales guys? Mm. Is the showroom good enough? Mm. Do you want to make any changes into the showroom? Mm. I would say 2010 till 2014. Mm. It was a changing phase of Royal Enfield. Right. I was probably the proudest of the whole team. Okay. That I was part of the change. Right. Because a lot of things depended on the accessories. Right. Because if the accessories has to go into the store, the store has to change its looks. Yeah. I had so many beautiful... Mm, moments at Royal Enfield, I would say. Mm. It was not a job. Mm. No, it was, I was, every morning I was living my dream out there. Right. And every day I was learning. Yeah. And so many good things happened. Right. So when I joined in Royal Enfield, that was 30, 40,000 motorcycles uh, a year. Yes. Mm, then this fantastic gentleman comes in. Mm. Very unfit for um, Chennai. Mm. Uh, a Tamilian gentleman, uh, Padmanabhan, <laughs> okay, full-fledged American, mm. and then he uh, ends up at Tiruvattir. Mm. Okay, he is in a cultural shock. Mm. We were in a cultural shock. Right. He is full-fledged American, mm. and we were, you know, full-fledged. We were Royal Enfield people. Yeah. Royal Enfield uh, people and Coromandel. Yes, <laughs> and. Then this guy comes in, the CEO, and what a gentleman. Mm. Superb, sweet guy. Mm. And the way he would interact with every labor, starting mm. from the gatekeeper to the top management, mm. everybody was same in front of him. Right. Good things to learn from him. Right. You know, and he was much ahead of time. Right. Then we saw this uh, 40,000 grew to 60,000. Wow. Okay. So 60,000 was a big, big party. Yeah. 40 to 60 is almost like the same ratio as uh, boys to girls in your <laughs> college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I don't remember how much time it took. It became 80,000. <laughs> yeah. Then the numbers were, I mean, shooting up like crazy. Yes. yes. Okay. So it took me two years. 2011 right. to 2012, it took me two years to get my first batch of Royal Enfield riding gear. Okay. What did that consist of? Helmet, okay. Riding jacket, two okay. riding jackets. One was a all leather jacket. One was a um, 
all textile. Then we had one riding pant, two riding boots, two gloves, four bandanas, one eyewear. Mm. It was a big range. It's a huge range. Huge range. You had eyewear also then. But you know what happened? Mm, 2012 Auto Expo, before the Auto Expo. Mm. So obviously, you know, I was uh, for this one and a half years, I was doing my sourcing, setting up vendors, mm. getting the designing done. Mm. Um, now I have to again go back. Mm. I have to go back to 2010. Okay. Okay. Uh, so when I officially joined Royal Enfield, mm. uh, Siddharth said, uh, you know, uh, how do you think the designing will be done? Because uh, I don't want to, you know, suddenly hire a design team and get everybody on board. We have not yet started the business. Mm. As I said that, let's not uh, get a whole team right now. I know a, a company who is in Bangalore mm. and they can design for us. You mm. know, so let's go. Mm. So, uh, Siddharth said, okay, so uh, day was fixed. Mm. Now this design company, Munch Design Works. Okay. I was with them for a year mm. uh, before uh, coming to Reliance and before joining Royal Enfield. So mm. I knew the guys, you know, I knew their capabilities. It was a design studio. Mm. Uh, Karunesh was the CEO those days, mm. uh, designer, again, a senior of mine. Mm. So me and Siddharth went to Bangalore, uh, had a day long meeting with them. Mm. So in the evening, Siddharth asked me, what do we do? Mm. You know, should we take them on board? What do you think? Mm. Big challenge. Mm. The managing director asking me, you know, what do you think? Mm. And if I say yes, mm. I have to own it up. Mm. If I say no, I have to find the next solution. Mm. So I said, Siddharth, um, let's take them on a contract. Mm. So after that, everything happened. So we took them. Uh, then we told those guys that, you know, you have to get somebody on board on your design team who uh, who has a light inclination for motorcycles. Mm. Because unless you guys know what is riding and what is motorcycle all about, mm. you don't have to be masters in it. Mm. But you have to get a hang of it. Mm. You know, because we are going to design clothes for a motorcycle brand. Mm. It's not a loud brand, mm. you know. Is Royal Enfield. Mm. Now we had to define what is Royal Enfield. Mm. Royal Enfield was <clears throat> very clearly defined as a motorcycle. Mm. Now we had to look at the lifestyle segment of it. Mm. So it took us around six months to figure out mm. with the design team. They would come up with presentations. They would make small videos. Uh, they would give us a lot of dope mm. about what to expect mm. in terms of design. Uh, I would be traveling often to Bangalore to meet them, you know, discuss, approve, disapprove. Mm. I had the liberty to, you know, take my calls. Mm. Only thing I had to do was give my final approval to Siddharth. That Siddharth, I have decided on this. Mm. Please select. Mm. So these are the five things you have to select two out of it. Mm. So yeah, we were working very closely then. Mm. Yeah, and uh, we used to also go to the factory together. Mm. and uh, see how things are being made because Siddharth also had a garmenting business. Right. And uh, I was also learning. Right. Because for me, motorcycle segment is a totally new segment. Right. You mm. know, so my jackets were sorted, my boots were sorted. Mm. Now, helmet, we had choices. You know, either go to some of the local brands in India mm. and uh, then I I was not happy. Mm. I said, Siddharth, we are doing this for the first time mm. and we are not yet in the market. Mm. 2012 Auto Expo is our target launch. Okay. Yeah, so we have ample amount of time. Mm. So can we explore our own product? Okay. And since we are now getting into it, let's go to a very well-known brand international, which would be uh, making really good stuff for us. Mm. 
so we went and met agv mm. and luckily agv was also setting up a factory in gujarat okay yeah so they wanted to enter india and uh, they were not you know very confident with the market right and we happened mm. you know we came in we spoke to them right then they got you know a foothold that right. if we launch with royal enfield mm. for agv it will be great you are in home and for us also association with agv will be a you know equal parallel brand mm. you know so they are superb in uh, head protection we yes. are very good in motorcycles right it was a fantastic you know brand marriage mm. uh, that was happening uh, the whole management was you know looking up to this whole uh, joint venture and i was really proud that you know i could bring such a brand on board right obviously the risk were high mm. uh, disasters happen right disaster happened right the agv helmet failed okay the first agv helmet that we took out for media review mm. somebody accidentally dropped it from his motorcycle and the helmet cracked like an egg shell seriously yeah agv now that was you know that went in from the top you know management in italy mm. to the factory in uh, gujarat right and they figured out that uh, there was some kind of a production error that caused this whole shell to become brittle mm. and we were like you know looking at each other and uh, siddharth was really upset absolutely yeah very sweet media guys were there right. they you know politely told us that you know it happens mm. is the first time so it's not going into any kind of review mm. it was a gift mm. it broke you take another you know chance to do this mm. we got into you know final production sampling it took another year mm. to get the helmet corrected mm. we dropped it many times just to check yeah and then <laughs> we started dropping the helmet from 10th floor yeah. it would not break right so yeah we got you know this learning experiences then full fledged production was on mm. <clears throat> now the bigger challenge was that how do we display it at the stores right stores were not equipped Mm. so we had to work on display systems mm. now there were around 400 stores that we had to you know set up display okay each store has to have the same kind of a display system right which also means that if i put a display system the store has to change its looks right because it's not ready yeah if that has to happen the branding has to change right because the branding is <clears throat> not falling in place with the clothes right so the whole organization has to now go into multi crore worth changes right just to launch a new business of apparel and accessories oh my god and that was the involvement you know that kind of involvement it's not about just taking a t-shirt branding it and putting it in the store right so the brand really worked from the core and you know everybody i won't say is just siddharth who you know had this vision mm. lalit Siddharth, the whole finance team, mm. the whole rides team, the whole sales team, mm. everybody came together to make sure that if a T-shirt or a jacket or a helmet has to go into the store, the whole brand strategy has to change. Right. The whole imagery has to change. Absolutely. Then came in design agencies for recreating uh, the brand. Okay. I was part of it. Oh. Fantastic. I mean, that's memory. It was not a job. Mm. you know i was part of a creation of brand part of a memory a lifetime you know it will probably stay with me till i die <laughs> yeah. 
Royal Enfield was, you know, my game changer in my life. Right. Bhai di dma jhare rakhi bo chede debo na. Hi, this is Santosh Vijay Kumar, and you're listening to the Bike Radio broadcast. Now that I am not with Royal Enfield, you know, I would happily say that uh, I used my time at Royal Enfield to learn a lot of things. Right. In good ways. Yes. Then onwards, I I think a lot of things I changed in my ways of working. Mm. Um, I moved out of Royal Enfield for whatever reasons. You know, uh, there was no bad blood out there. Mm. It was. Uh, purely because i wanted to do something else right and knowing you you were you know already itching to do something yeah, else yeah i mean <clears throat> see i would have been with royal enfield <laughs> for ever yes but then uh, i was losing that kick you know the journey was looking like a flat road there okay. were no twists coming in okay you know there has to be something new in life yes. all the time and um, 2015 you know that twist came in okay I figured out that uh, the only thing that will, you know, keep me happy and smiling hmm. is if I am still able to do the way I wanted Royal Enfield riding gear and clothing to be, hmm. because now, now it's a business, okay, at Royal Enfield, and things were not my fancies. Hmm. There has to be a lot of business sense into it, hmm. which is absolutely you know necessary. Hmm. at the same time there were a lot of you know new team joining in because the business had to grow mm. and uh, i was probably uh, i was feeling jealous about it you know that mm. i was not very happy about the way things were happening mm. because it was not my way mm. you know uh, so if it's not my way it's the highway mm. simple for me it works like that you literally took the highway didn't you yeah i took it How did it? And every every time it has happened with me, you know, it's either my way or the highway. Mm. So I, you know, decided that I have to do something on my own. Mm. I have to take this, you know, leap of faith mm. that uh, riding gear and motorcycle lifestyle mm. is my way. Mm. And uh, then I uh, thought of you know moving out. Mm. because if it has to be my way then it has to be out of royal enfield mm. because uh, 2015 it was no more my way of royal enfield mm. things were changing uh, changing for good for the brand mm. but not great for me mm. you know uh, i was selfish sure fair enough fair enough yeah uh, but yeah it's all a process of learning uh 2015 when i moved out mm. lalit still asked me Mm. you know are you sure you want to do this mm. um i said yes mm. i said okay go ahead mm. you know no bad blood mm. uh, do whatever you want to do you know i wish you all the great success wow that's fantastic i couldn't meet siddharth because he was in uk so uh, i wrote him a personal mail mm. he wished me good luck mm. it was a short interaction and uh, i probably would have stayed back you know but at that time my mental setup was no i need to get out to do this mm. because i have to do what i want to do right and which is motorcycle welcome back on the biker radio broadcast where the story has taken a turn sometimes 
you need to break out and break free. Ride out like the lone wolf in search of your own self. Work on those thoughts that you have been incubating. Bring out the old wine and fill them in new bottles. Do things differently. See things differently. And be you differently. This is the story of Biswaru Banerjee as he embarks upon a new Mehbooba in Motorzeal, a motorcycling experience zone as its chief operating officer. But that's a story that we'll all be waiting for in the next episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast. Needless to say, thank you for tuning in. I'll leave you with this heavy metal version of this classic specially allowed by the band Damage Society from Belgoria, Kolkata. Bittersweet and a little sour, I'm Shandy and rev it up people. Let's go full power.